And then I opened up a flagship store where I housed nine other brands in the same space. This was not too long ago. And um, that initiative was like, for me, that was when I stood there and everything was done, I was like, this is actually the end goal. Like, this is where I want to be. Like, this is, the idea is to kind of move, but take as much people with me as I move. I have always been intrigued by human behavior and trying to understand what it takes to turn your dreams into a reality. But growing up on the Cape Flats, a township in South Africa, known for its gang culture, crime and drugs, it was very difficult finding people going after their dreams. Instead, I saw many talented people, people who had potential, fall victim to the streets. If talent was not enough, then what is? This sent me on a quest, a journey, speaking to people all over the world, trying to find out what it took for them to turn their dreams into a reality. With hopes that this will provide you with a framework to scale even your tallest mountains. Stay tuned. This is Carl Daniels. I hope that you enjoy the show. So today on the call, we have Lenneth, Lenneth Bowers. Lenneth, how are you doing, sir? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Mm -hmm. I'm well. I'm good today. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Thanks for being on the show, um, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Lenneth, do you want to tell us mm -hmm. who is who is Lenneth Bowers? Sure. Um, I think, firstly, just the... Uh, an enthusiastic uh, person, I think more, more driven towards telling my story through what I do and um, kind of like just a, just a, a vibrant human being that goes through life very, again, enthusiastically and, and, and focuses more on what can happen in the future and prepare for that more so. Former semi-pro soccer player, now in fashion, um, a brother, a nephew. Yeah, um, just uh, more importantly, just a God-fearing man and, and, and trying to persevere and try and get my career to, to get it to the next level, I'd say. So awesome, awesome. Um, so you mentioned I had a couple of nuggets over there that is really awesome. Um, but you want to tell us, first of all, like you said, you're in fashion. Speak to us a bit about mm. fashion. What made you decide to get into the fashion industry? I think fashion has always been a part of me. I think wherever, wherever I really pushed or spent my time in, it doesn't really need to be fashion, but it will always be a part of me. I think it's just coming up, I kind of like, realize that okay I know that this is for me and um, this is something that I'm passionate about because I was always the one that tried up until this point I always wanted to do more in fashion and 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 be more to the extra you know in if I make an example I'd say cool whenever we go out I always try and make extra in order for myself to stand out differently mm -hmm. from everyone else so everything I would get, I would alter. So you know, you know, when you get new sneakers, they're like brand new, you decide we're cool, and we customize them rather, you know, that kind of thing. And that's when I realized, okay, but well, this is more than just me 
liking to dress up or me having a passion for this I think this is actually something I would want to 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 get to know more which I'm still busy doing which is something I would want to um, have a say in somewhat what goes on in this industry and I know it's diverse and it's big but I think up until this point I've enjoyed every minute and um, yeah that's when I realized I was way I was much younger it's just that I knew when everything didn't really make sense to me in a point where I'd say, okay, cool, let me alter here, let me edit here, let me customize here. And that's when I realized, okay, cool, must do more. Awesome, awesome. And obviously, like you said there, um, fashion is a way of you basically standing out, distinguishing yourself, um, basically as a form of expression. So where do you think this form of expression stemmed from? The fact that, you know what, you liked or preferred to stand out where do you think that came from? Because most people prefer to stand in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to, or no, of to, course. To blend course. in at least. Yeah, and the wild part is, well, from my from my angle, I think me, my personality does not say that. That's the thing. Like my personality, like I choose to speak when I'm spoken to, I choose to rather be, um, I wouldn't say introverted, but more laid back in the sense that people might just see a different kind of person or, or understand me differently. So I use that medium, which is fashion, as an expression. I use that to speak for me. And, and that kind of allows kind of allows the next person to have an idea of what kind of person I am. And that's what I use. And that's why I'm so passionate about it, is because it's that's you can see it, it's visual. So that allows you now to become more comfortable to speak to me or to try and connect with me because there's a misconception usually that um, if you dress up like with, a, with too much effort, it kind of says a lot about you, which means you're more into those kind of things. But I think in my opinion, it's a form of expression and it was never, never, never a crime to kind of like take it to the next level. And what's And what's funny is that at least seven or eight years ago, this form of expression was just an expression. Now it's a lifestyle. Like there's, there's actual conferences happening for these kind of things. There's actual um, pages being opened up for people to get inspired to dress like other people. So that's what, what amazes me now. It's like it's more driven towards that idea where mm-hmm. it's like it's okay now to, mm-hmm. to somewhat dress different it's okay to find yourself in a garment that that might be not even unisex like even me mm-hmm. i shop with the female side too my mm-hmm. brother. like the times have changed so it's more you know it's diverse now mm-hmm. and, and, and and that's exciting and that's mm-hmm. when i realized okay cool no it's actually becoming a thing mm-hmm. nice 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 i like the fact that you said you know what um in, in fashion there's no categories gender categories it's ultimately yeah i know what I can pull off. It's not about based on, oh, this is only what females can wear. So I like that idea because it's kind of going against, you know, the norms or the brackets or the circles that we've all been put into the categories. Um, so tell me a bit about, you know, how did you start becoming comfortable in doing that? Like, oh, because I know for me personally, um, yeah, I'm comfortable in wearing whatever I want to wear, but I won't necessarily go into a female section and go and buy clothes. Um, yeah, can you tell me a bit about the process of you becoming comfortable with that? Yeah, no, it's it's more about, so I'm more into, I'd say I'm more, there's this diverse type of hype, especially in, in, in Cape Town, because I can only speak for Cape Town because it's, it's immediate. Um, 
there's a diverse kind of hype. I would say the, the biggest hype would be sneakers, of course. Um, when sneakers drop, it's crazy. People are going crazy. They don't really mind. And what's worse is most or, or majority of the sneakers, when it drops, well, the title of a sneaker, it says clearly that it's a woman's sneaker, but it becomes dead stock in the sense that guys also buy it. They also rock it. They buy it to resell it. That's also a game on its own. Well, for me, it's like in fashion, it's, 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 it's completely the same thing for me. It's completely the same thing, whereas you kind of like know the only way for me to get my hands on something like this, I would ideally say, let me get, or let me go physically to check. Because sometimes you can, you can buy an, an, a female item, which technically doesn't look that female online, but you kind of want to fit it on. Like I'm more of an old school type of person. I want to go to the shop for one and you know, those, and, and times like these, like we are in now, doesn't allow for me. So I kind of just, I want to do that. I want to style it with something else. I, I think there wasn't a point where I realized where I'm like, okay, cool, I'm comfortable. Now I've always been, it's just, I've always been, it's just, it becomes okay now. And, and, and the more it becomes okay for everyone else, the easier it is for us. Mm-hmm. Powerful, powerful, like I said. Um, it's just something that you okay with. And like you mm-hmm. said, because society or the narrative is expanding and people are more open to it, it's just something yeah. that other people are adopting as well. But it's something that you've always been into. Um, and like I said, it's ultimately just a way of you expressing yourself because, um, like you said, it's standing out from the crowd. Um, okay. It's a great way to obviously let, let people like see who you are, what you like, Um so tell me a bit about like you like you said, art, um, fashion's always been it's always been something that you gravitated towards. Um, mm. What do you think basically pushed you down that road? Because yes, um, we can like fashion, but it doesn't necessarily mean I say you know what I want to go start trying to start building my own fashion label in a sense. Um, mm. What what made you decide that oh this is something that I can actually I can actually pivot in? Mm. Mm. No, I get you. I think. When I realized that I want to start a fashion label, is that's when, when I realized that I kind of don't want to create something that's just... Because when I created this, the, my label, it wasn't for... It must be different. Like, that was, never, that was never the idea. It was more of a movement in the sense that the brand represents a certain type of individual that's more driven that's more motivated it's so it's, it doesn't marginalize the generation or move people away from the generation it's more about starting a pack starting a, a tribe in a sense that we are now starting to believe in ourselves and we are now starting to move in a different era where it's kind of now it's okay for us to 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 somewhat look the same and dress the same and and those are the people that we need to relate to and for me the journey has been great i mean when i realized that it's actually serious was when i started getting approached by people to tell me that yo would you want to showcase at my fashion show or an our fashion show let's we want to do a write-up on you on brand we want to shoot a campaign and you know those and these are all like most international type conversations and and it's wild because i i knew that okay cool we got a good thing going but i never realized that 
I can somewhat take it to the next level in the sense that I can always fall back on this or I can make it a career even. So the things went on and, and, and the brand started developing and obviously the brand became more um, intact with other brands, started getting questions from other brands or brand owners to be like, yo, can you give me some advice? I'm like, me, me give you advice? What do you mean? Like, and um, I mean, for me, because at first it was just fun for me. It was just like, I love doing this. Now you out here trying to ask me for advice. What am I doing? You know, that kind of thing. So it started working. And then I opened up a flagship store where I housed nine other brands in the same space. And this was not too long ago. And um, that initiative was like, for me, that was when I stood there and everything was done, I was like, this is actually the end goal. Like, this is where I want to be. Like, this is, the idea is to kind of move, but take as much people with me as I move, man. That was the idea. So those kind of things made me excited. I, I would see the diverse kind of people stepping into the space, coming to ask, can they showcase this stuff? You know, those kind of things. And, and I started realizing that, oh, shit, there's actually people that know me that I don't even know. And, and it's wild. It's a wild feeling. But I guess that kind of like made me learn more about myself. And it also put me in line with where I'm at right now to be like, okay, maybe I've reached a, a step further. It's time to act a, a bit different in a more professional setting when I realized, okay, but this is actually serious. Started protecting the entity more, started working on more of the finer detail, you know, like copyright, those kind of things. At first, it was just me printing on a T-shirt, you know, my friends, you know, now it's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we started doing that. I showcased that um, just as I move into the space, I showcased that SA Menswear Fashion Week. That was wild. For me, I was like, because I always used to attend the show. So for me to showcase there, it was like, uh, yo, this is crazy. Well, it was a digital um, show, but I had to physically go showcase the stuff. And that was an amazing experience. Um, I got approached from international companies to kind of do these, the same kind of thing. But obviously the times what we were in or are still in was a bit difficult to, to adapt to these to these things because obviously there's things that needs to happen in order for me to go to go there. Um yeah, then just developing that and strengthening the idea more, working in mm-hmm. line with with other brands to, to to develop the idea of this brand to make it stronger. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm more into when it comes to like collaborations and working with other people, I'm more into things that the norm doesn't doesn't you won't often see like when a clothing brand does a does a collaboration with an electronic brand to design some sort of keyboard or something like that's more where I'm leading towards to kind of change the narrative, change the game, and have a say in what goes on. Like I said in the beginning, and um, yeah, that's 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 it. That's how I came about. Mm-hmm. There's obviously more to adapt on yeah, yeah. And, and more to more to even unpack on the story. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning, and I think we're gonna need two, two or three days to speak. <laughs> oh, awesome story, awesome journey so far. I love it. I love the fact that you said it just been moments of pivoting, and like you said, also identifying that ultimately you don't want to eat alone. You don't want to get to the to the table um, and yeah, have to be there alone. You're trying to bring people with you. You understand? Trying to pull people, and that's ultimately um, a really a really admirable um, job to take on. You know. To say, you know what, I, I want to be able to support other people on my journey as well. What I learned 
I want to guide some people who's new or fresh in the industry as well. Tell yes. me, um, tell me. So when you're starting out, yes, it's easy to start a label, right? Everybody can do it. Or anybody mm-hmm. can, like you said previously, before you even had any copyrights or trademarks or things, it was just mm-hmm. printing. Anybody can. Um, like me right now, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a, my <laughs> my business name printed on my T-shirt. Like just anybody can do it, basically. So yeah, we know that that doesn't make you, you have, that doesn't mean I have a brand, like a brand, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. So speak to me a bit about what was the elements that went into creating a successful brand from the get-go? Because it wasn't just simply you saying, you know what, um, I've got a good name or this looks nice because anybody else can do it as well. You understand? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why do you think your brand able, was able to basically rise up? Mm-hmm. Initially, at least. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that you say that anyone can print uh, on a t-shirt because I always say that I always tell that to people whenever I whenever I share my story or even just unpack something small I kind of just say that anyone can do this guys let me tell you that anyone can mm-hmm. print a t-shirt on a hoodie or whatever like even if it's the wildest design like I've met people that don't want to start the brand it's crazy with designs and it's more about but those people know that it's not just about the design like it's not just about me actually mm-hmm. coming into my and designing something and having it take, taken to wherever and printed this thing out and now I kind of need to rely on people so it's a, it's more of a it's more of a, a, a journey that you need to take pieces out of and you need to focus on each piece at first I was just winning it to be honest I was winning it so that's my honest answer I was winning mm-hmm. it at first as the journey continued I kind of like realized started doing my research, started looking at people that I admire, might not be immediate people, but on the internet, people that I always found um, inspirational, started looking at what do they focus on more to kind of develop the brand, did my research, came back to myself and, 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 and looked at what I have, looked at the type of people that's buying into my concept, how can I protect them, how can I make sure they're always coming back, those are things I looked at. Um, how can I make sure that this is an investment piece? Because me personally, I wouldn't want to buy something I wouldn't wear. That's I strongly believe in that. Mm-hmm. Um, look at, yeah, it must be an investment piece. Look at the lifespan of it. Look at the value. Can the value increase? In order for the value of, of a garment to increase, you as designer or as the creative director as responsible for this, for this garment, or selling it to a client, it becomes your responsibility to make sure this becomes the value of this rises. And how that happens is you need to do more so that this brand can still remain relevant and be seen more so that people can know, oh, but this thing is growing, which means I'm at, I have a piece like this. And it's wild because just to go off topic a bit, like it's wild when I say this because I've met someone before, well, once probably thrice I'd say I met people in spaces that had on the garment like full tracksuit drip to the T like and I was I had a full conversation with a guy don't know I'm the owner of the brand you know those kind of things mm-hmm. so then I use that opportunity to kind of like be okay cool I have this conversation with him and hear what he has to say and what he thinks of this garment without having to know because if he knows I'm the or well, I designed the garment he kind of will just tell me what I want to hear and, mm-hmm. and, and then I, I, I just stood there and I just listened and some wild stories about that where I just listened and 
at the end of the night, I told him, nah, I'm actually the owner of the brand. And then automatically his attitude changes, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that is like, I was afraid of that. And you now he's just like wild. <laughs> his whole attitude is changing. But yeah. Can I just interject quickly, quickly there? Um, what I like about that is the fact that he said, you know what? Um, you did the research on, on your customers. So like basically, mm-hmm. what did they like? But you try to ensure that you've got unbiased answers because most times people, if they're going to know they're speaking to the owner or creator, mm-hmm. um, they, like you said, their approach will be different. But instead you said, you know what, I want to go in. I want to find out what my customers think, but I want to do it from a place of being anonymous in a sense. So that's powerful because there's many things that we can do in our lives right now is, first of all, the fact that you got the feedback from the customers essential because it shows what you can continue to do better or improving um, mm. and what you must continue to write, doing. Um, so that's that's important. But the second thing is that looking at, oh, how am I getting the feedback? Because some of us, we we ask feedback from our family, our best friends, and they just telling us what we want to hear. Oh, you're so good. And they just hyping us up and we just live in this perceptual cycle of going around and around and around, not getting the results we want because we think we're the best because mm. your mommy told you. Your brother yeah, told you. Yeah, yeah. um, so it's great that you went, you, you use that route in a sense. Um, you want to continue? Yeah, so I was just ending off to say that that's when I knew that I, I think it's important for me to now focus on that, to focus on uh, the analytics, to focus on um, also like the smaller detail. Like a lot of people don't know this, but I, 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 I do take note of the smaller detail. And, and sometimes I've had people tell me before, but you focus on the small things and these these are not the things that's going to get you. But I'm like, for me, it's like, I'm not trying to, de- to, be, I'm, to be honest, I'm not trying to develop a multi-millionaire or I'm not trying to develop a multi-million worth company. That's not the idea. Like mm-hmm. for me, yes, if it's initially dead stock and it's so hard to get and it's that product that's, everyone wants on their hands at the end of the day, then by all means, God will, that will be great for me, but, um, and, and for everyone that's involved and been pushing this brand. But I think it's more about where I can see the difference happening, you know? Like I look at from what sides of the world are people buying the, con- the, 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 the comment more? How often do they come back? Where's the hype really at? What's the age group of the people that actually wear the garment? You know, those kind of things. And I kind of summarize all of these things in front of me when people are sleeping mostly. And I sit and I look at these things and I kind of want to focus one by one. Okay, cool. How can I impact and make sure this remains happening? You know, like, how can I make sure that this is this is my, my market? Because technically, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I said it from the beginning and I say it again. I don't have a target audience. And that's wild because it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's different kinds of people. It's just a matter of what type of collection comes out and what it looks like. And and because technically for me, it's like I could be, I could see that on, on our sales report that someone's dad bought something, but I don't know if it's for his dad or it's for the son, you know, those kind of things. But according to my sales report, there's a grown man that pulled up, you know, those kind of things. And um, yeah, I'm more, I'm more, I think. What I can say is that what's important, in my opinion, is focus more on those things. Focus on the execution. Focus on the right timing. Focus on what it, it 
yeah, I guess in other aspects of life, it's, it's not really important of what it looks like and what people have to say. But I mean, when you run an entity and it, it has an image, because technically your brand is just a visual. You, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be standing up there and be telling people about analytics and exactly what the stats look like for the year. They don't want to hear that. They want to know what's happening next. Where's the, where's the new fresh stuff? You know, those kind of things. And, and, and so in everything else in life, in my opinion, like, yeah, cool. People say, I don't really care what people think about me. I want to do this because it's who I am. And, but unfortunately, when you run something that's visually seen and it's always in the eye, you have to worry about what people say. You have mm-hmm. to worry about what mm-hmm. happens next because it's your way of expressing what's in your mind. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's technically all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like I said, the smaller things are important, the execution, um, how to kind of get to the next step every time is is to take note of how you got there. You mentioned again a couple of powerful things, and well, this is the reason I asked the question about you know initially like mm. so what um, what do you think separated you from everybody else? And you basically to mm. sum up what you basically said there is the fact that you executed on how things look, how 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 mm. it come across to people, right? And that's ultimately mm. just the element of marketing. Really powerful. But overall, like you said, okay, these are different elements and things that experiences that you're gaining from doing this that can be applied mm-hmm. to many, many different um, pursuits in life, right? Many different mm-hmm. pursuits, like you said. Um, the thing that's separating you right now is the fact that you are able to, people people want to see the garment, yes? But mm-hmm. the garment needs to look good. It needs to be in top form. But the mm-hmm. things that's going on behind the garment and yeah, making, yeah. The, making the brand grow, making the company grow, making you want to buy it. That's the powerful part of it. For us to realize that um, of course. if we want to build our company up, it's about also saying, okay, how can I not just be the best at executing, but also be the best behind the scenes at building and getting people, getting people to know about what it is that you yes. present. Mm-hmm. Just to touch on that, like, just to touch on that, for me, like, I think it's too common for people right now, especially right now, I'm speaking immediate now. Like it's about how it looks right now. Life is just about how it looks for people. But within, we all know that there's a lot of things that need to come into place in terms of fashion or whatever brand that or representation that's happening. Like, yo, this I know I'm only I have there's like crazy people that I've met, creatives, um, designers that does like amazing stuff. But inside, like, they don't really have a control of what's going on inside. Like, they're just developing ideas and developing uh, um, what needs to happen. And then it's there, boom. Here's the concept. It looks great. It looks great it's on the internet. Everyone's buzzing over it. But, you know, the revenue is cool. But, you know, again, like, the marketing stuff, the feedback and those kind of things. So it never really, it never really feels like it's moving, in my opinion. Never really, I don't see it like that. But again, me being as an outsider, all I want to see is the visual. All I want to see is the thing developing. Mm-hmm. So you can't be out here telling me that, nah, we're still working on some charts to kind of see where mm-hmm. we need to. Like, I need to know what's happening. It's putting something yeah, yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Give, give the clients what they want, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them what they want and still do what you need to do to ensure that yeah. you become the best in the industry. 
And then um, also, I know you mentioned um, that you were semi semi pro footballer before. Do you want to speak to us a bit about what do you think are the core lessons that you got from that that you apply to this journey? Yeah, I've always been I've I've always been football. I've been a football fanatic for the longest time. Like it's in my family, it's in my blood. I've always loved football. Like at some stage, I was kind of serious. At some stage, well, and now it's just like a, a social, not necessarily, but. I focus on I try and be as much as serious as I can be. I just don't I don't um, push my time towards that anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that journey specifically taught me that taught me patience, which I'm trying to develop. at still at this point mm-hmm. um, perseverance and also to know when the right moment is. I mm-hmm. think um, that, that says a lot about my personality. Also, like mm-hmm. to know when the right moment is. I'm trying to analyze for the longest time and I'm trying to focus on like is that really who I am mm-hmm. and uh, to know when the right moment is and, and, and to develop a skill set in the sense that if I break down the fact the term know when the right moment is to know when it's my time to know mm-hmm. when it's not my time to know what's for me to know mm-hmm. what's not for me mm-hmm. and that's the difficult part the hardest part is to tell yourself that things are not for you trust mm-hmm. me so it might seem, it might look like this can actually work, but you need to look at how it can flip back and make it even worse. And I think I, I, I have all the right to say that because I've put myself in certain situations where it was great and then certain things happen and then it doesn't come out the way I would want it to come out. Mm-hmm. And then I look at myself and blame myself. And that's when I, when I, when I go into that mode where I'm like, oh, I have to restart the game. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not restart. It's maybe just like, you know, go back to the uh, starting point and start again, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's what, what football taught me. I can't really uh, unpack much. I, mm-hmm. I, I choose not to because yeah, yeah. this is not a topic of conversation. Yeah. But I, 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 I think it definitely learned me that um, more about life than mm-hmm. anything else because if someone's really passionate about it, they would also um, agree with me in saying that it teaches you more about life because there's certain moments that happen in the beauty mm-hmm. that feel that, yo, you know, like you will spend hours and hours and hours trying to develop the skill or build a team mm-hmm. or something that works towards something. And then the beauty of the game can bring that down. And exactly. 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 So, yeah, that, that's what I learned. A Power. lot of things like that. Mm-hmm. Power. And like you mentioned there, the thing is why I asked about this is because, you know, what people don't realize is that every chapter in our life, right, it's not a chapter, it's not a, it doesn't, it's not just empty. We don't just close that chapter, but it's these lessons and principles that we can extract from that. The fact that you even just said now that, that you know, um, you can spend hours, days um, perfecting mm. skills, perfecting a team and then losing, right? Things don't go your way mm. at the end. And that is basically the same principle that applies to business. The fashion industry, mm. any sort of business, right? Mm-hmm. We can decide that okay, this is the way we want to approach this or go with this thing. Um, and you give everything towards it, and it might not turn out the way we want it. But mm, how do but like a like a football team, what do they do? They don't say, okay, heads is down and now we, we lose this. No, we get back up, we say, mm. okay, you know what? This didn't go out in our favor. We lost, feel bad for right now, tomorrow we're back at it. Okay. Mm. exactly the same in business right feel bad or didn't mm. turn out the way we wanted it but how do we bounce back bounce back quickly learn the lessons let's see how we can pivot, how, what we can learn from this 
what we can do with the new results and information that we have. Um, and that's important, important listen. And it's important listen for all of us because when you want to win, when you want to win at the highest level, we need to be aware that we are also opening ourselves. We open ourselves to the possibility of losing, right? Possibility mm-hmm. of failing. And no success is without failure, right? Without losses. Losses don't make you a failure. Don't make you a loser, right? If you can dissociate from it. Most people, most people buy into the fact that because they fell, because they failed, because they lost, they are now a loser. And they don't try mm-hmm. right? We know that that principle says, I fell, so what? I fell bad. Tomorrow I'm up again. It's a new day. It's a new chance to go after it again. And mm-hmm. so powerful principle there. Also powerful concepts you spoke about, the fact of persevering through it all. If you have a vision, mm-hmm. go for it. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it, but you come back to the drawing board, determine why it didn't work out for you, and keep going again. Lennon, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chat with me, to share um, your journey um, in the fashion industry. And I wish you all the best. Um, going thank, you so thank you so much. And all the best to you as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with anyone looking to maximize their life, as this will help us to continue growing the Coached Success community. In addition, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and tell me what you enjoyed most about today's show. Links to Facebook and Instagram are in the episode description. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, stay winning!